Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step by step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. Welcome to the Art of Online Business Podcast. My name is Rick Mulready, and I'm an online business coach, Facebook and Instagram ads expert, lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm a total coffee snob as well. Each week, you're going to learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips that take the guesswork out of growing and scaling a profitable online business so that you can truly become an entrepreneur with impact. This podcast is your secret weapon for fast-tracking the growth of your online business. Let's do this. All right. What's up, my friend? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is another quick tip episode here on the show. This is episode number 400 and what are we on now? 477. Somebody asked me recently what we were going to do to celebrate, if you will, our 500th episode. And I was like, wait, are we, <laughs> are we coming up on that? When the heck is that? And uh, that is fast approaching, my friends. So if you have any ideas how you would like me to celebrate episode number 500, we get some ideas on our end and they're really, really good, but I'd love to hear from you. Uh, shoot me a DM over on Instagram. I'm at Rick Mulready. And um, let me know. Also hanging out in Clubhouse a lot more, having a lot of fun there. And uh, yes, it can be a time waster, but I found it to be really, really effective and a whole lot of fun. And so today I want to talk about three tips for becoming a better leader. And I want to start this conversation off with you about what does leadership mean to you? What does it mean to be the CEO of your business? You might not even consider yourself the CEO of your business, but if you are, if this is your business, then you're the CEO, my friend. You call the shots, right? And being the leader as you grow your team, if that's what you want to do in your business. By the way, if you want to have a big impact in the world, you cannot do this yourself, my friend. I've talked a lot about here in the show of you know what it looks like to bring, a, bring on a team. I'm going to start talking more and more about this because this is something I see coming up a lot. Questions around hiring and how to build culture and being a better leader and becoming the CEO, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's why today I wanted to give you three tips for becoming a better leader, because as we transition from the what I like to call like the day-to-day -day entrepreneur to the CEO of your business, because as you grow, the evolution goes 
is, is such that you you are you are the person, right? You're doing all the stuff. And then you reach sort of a, a level of success in your business where you just can't do it all yourself, right? Because you're working all the time. And you're very likely <laughs> you're very likely building the business that you are to have more freedom in your life, right? To make more money, to have a bigger impact, to help people. And again, you can't do that yourself. So you'll, you'll, you'll evolve into bringing more people onto your team to help you with the things. And that requires you to transition from the day-to-day entrepreneur to the CEO of your business. And a lot of people aren't comfortable with that. This right here is one of the biggest frustrations and challenges that I see across the board from other entrepreneurs. Very, very successful entrepreneurs, by the way. A lot of names that you would know. This is one of the biggest frustrations, and myself included, putting myself in that, right? And there are a ton of ways to becoming a better leader. But, and again, I'll, be, I'll, I'll talk more about this on the show here, but today I want to share three tips with you that have either worked a lot, I've worked on a lot over the years and work really well for me, and also some things that I've done more recently that have really been effective for me. Okay. And so the first thing is the first tip for you is you've got to get clear on your mission, your vision, and your values. So, you know, your mission is why are you in business? What's the goal of the business? Who are you helping and why are you helping them? And the vision is really where are you going with the business? And the key here with the vision is a lot of people just focus on creating a vision for the business. But if you don't have a a vision for your personal life, if you have a family, what is your personal vision? What is the family for your what is the family for your vision? What is the what is the vision for your family? Because that directly informs your business vision, right? Because the business is there to support your personal side, right? And remember, we're building our business around the personal side of our life, not the other way around. Okay, so are you clear? This is number one. Are you clear on your mission, on your vision, and your values? Now, a big mistake I made when it, come to, when it came to values is when I was creating values for the business, I was creating them with an outward, outward-facing values, meaning like, this is what was important to us. This is how we were going to do things. Like, this is what we're going to stand for in the marketplace or as a business. And yeah, that's super important. But the real transition came for me. And when we started to get real traction from this is when we create, I created values for the team, right? So this is how we operate as a business. So they're more internal values. Are they externally focused also? For sure, right? But this is the, these are the values that you create for your team. So for example, integrity is our number one value, right? Commitment to our customers, commitment to our students is another value, right? And so you've got to be clear in what your values are. Now, some people say don't have more than three. You really don't want to have a ton of them. We have five, right? And so just be really clear on what your values are. What are most important to you? And this is something that's going to take some time if you don't currently have values. And regardless, I think this is important, regardless of whether you have a team or not, you should have values on how you're operating the business. Because as you bring people onto your team, if you're not, you know, if you haven't started hiring yet, 
you are hiring people based on the values that you've created and are important to you. If you have a team, these are the filters that everything is done through, through your values. Another mistake that I made early on was I just listed the values out. It was like integrity, commitment to our students, right? Et cetera, et cetera. And that was it. Well, integrity means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And so what I'd encourage you to do is what does integrity mean to you? What does it look like for people on your team to have integrity through the lens of what you are talking about, what it, what it means to you? Because that way there is no gray area on what integrity means in the context of your values, okay? And so once you've got your mission, your vision, your values, as a leader, you need to be communicating these things to your team regularly. This is not like a once a quarter type of thing or once a year when they're hired or what have you. Like you gotta be, you gotta be, you know, you have to be communicating this to, to your team regularly and sort of making sure that it's constantly in front of them because then it's showing them how important it is to you to have these types of things and be on the same path, if you will, on the same page heading towards the vision so that you're achieving your mission. Okay. So that's a big, big thing is, and this is something that, that I see, and I did this for a long time, is that we're not communicating regularly to our team that, you know, what our mission is, what our vision is, what our values are, right? Because yeah, they probably know what they are, but it's always good to get them in front of, get these things in front of them because this is the, this is the heartbeat of your business. Okay. So regularly communicate that to your team. The other thing in regards to this is focus on communicating to your team results and ownership of those results to your team. Okay. Focus on communicating results and ownership. So I want to encourage you to become a results-based business rather than a task-based business. Here's what I mean by that, right? So each person on your team is responsible for a result. A result might be this person is responsible for, I don't know, generating leads. This person is responsible for taking care of our students. This person is responsible for whatever, operations or what have you, right? Now that's different. And then they own those things. They own those areas that they are responsible for rather than you being the CEO that is just handing out tasks. This really is a massive shift in your business that can cause growth really, really quickly. When you have the right people on your team and they are results-oriented and owning those results that's when you can have really, really big opportunities for scaling. Okay. So become a results-based business rather than a task-based business. Okay. Also, the final point here on the first tip is as the CEO, your team is following your lead. They're watching you. Whether you realize it or not, they're watching you. So your, your team is following your lead. So make sure that you are setting the example, that you are the example for your team in all facets of your values, of your mission, and your vision. Lead by example, because they are watching you. Okay. I don't mean that in a, like a creepy way, but if you know, like, Hey, if you're talking about what your values are, you need to be setting the example for what those, for, for, for those values for your team, because they're taking note of what you're doing and they're just following. Okay. So make sure that you're setting that example for your team. Tip number two for becoming a better leader is to be a human being. Okay. 
Treat your team members like the human beings that they are. Here's what I mean by that. Make it a priority for you as the CEO to find out what's important to them, both you know, within your business, right? And what they want to achieve in your business, but also personally, take a real interest in them as a person. You know, how can you learn more about them as a person? What are their personal goals? What's their personal vision? Do they even have one? Maybe if they don't have one, maybe you can be, maybe you can help them create one. And you can be that person as the CEO of the business that, you know, they're a part of, you can help them achieve that. So I want to encourage you to remember that they're not robots, <laughs> people on your team. And, you know, and I, I used to have this mindset for a while, like, and this is not something that served me very, really well. So treat them like a person, treat them like the human being that they are. Praise them when they do something awesome. If they quote unquote mess something up, speak to them like a person, right? Try and put yourself in their shoes to try to understand them. Like we're not yelling at them or talking down to them or being condescending or in any way. We are working with them as the human being that they are. This is a really, like, unfortunately, this is something I see a lot of where not enough people, in my view, do this with their team, right? There's an appreciation test. We'll put a link in the show notes page for today's episode, but there's an appreciation test. It's kind of like the love languages for, but it's for work. And it's like, what motivates people? We always think that money motivates people. And for a lot of people, it does. Awesome. Cool. But, you know, one another other things that might motivate people is are like experiences or public praise or, you know, uh, time off or something like that. When if we assume what's mo- what's going to motivate them because somebody else is motivated by X, well, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily motivated by them. So take the time. You can give them this assessment. It's, I, don't, I forget. I forget whose it is, but. It's like $15 for one license and you have them take this assessment and you learn what, what they're motivated by. Like what's their quote unquote business love language as working for a team. That can be super helpful. So again, make it a priority to find out what's important to people on your team, both. Yes, what's, what's their goal within the business? What are they trying to go for? What are they trying to shoot for? What's important to them? But also personally, take a real interest in them as a person, you know, if they have kids, learn about, learn about their kids or, you know, what are their, you know, what are their personal values? What are their personal, well, not values, because you know that in the, hopefully in the hiring process, but like, what's their personal vision? What's really important to them? What are they trying to do? Trying to buy a house someday? Are they trying to do X, Y, Z? Learn about that. And you as the CEO have an opportunity to help them achieve that. And when you do, and I don't mean this in any kind of manipulative way or anything like that. People appreciate when you treat them like a human being, right? And not a robot. So that is tip number two. And the final tip here, tip number three, and this is super, super important, is set aside what, what, what we call in, in my business CEO time, right? This is a lesson that took me a long time to embrace because we're all so busy. And you're, you're busy in your business, you're busy in your personal life. So with so many things that we need to do, 
And those things usually, for a lot of people, end up on your calendar. You know, for example, you know, if I hear so many people say, and this is right for me too, if it's not scheduled, I don't do it, right? But what we don't normally intentionally schedule into our calendar, into our weeks, is thinking time. And again, in my business, we call this CEO time. This is where you schedule a block of time or blocks of time. It doesn't have to necessarily be one big block of time. You can schedule these throughout the week if you want. But schedule intentional time in your calendar to think through things in your business. Or you can work on something that is 100% on the business rather than in the business. Something that by doing it is going to improve one of the three, what I teach, the optimized CEO method pillars, right? So the three pillars of being the optimized CEO of your business are optimized mind, optimized sales and marketing, optimized systems and processes. So you can look at it from the perspective of optimized mindset, optimized sales, optimized time, right? Because when you have an optimized mindset, and you're working down towards optimized sales and marketing, well, that's going to set you up for more sales. And then as you work from optimized sales and marketing over to optimized systems and processes, that's going to give you more freedom. And when you do all those things, when you circle back up to the optimized mindset, that's giving you less stress. And now you have an optimized business and an optimized life. Okay. And so what I like to do during the CEO time is to give myself one question to think about that is within one of these three pillars during that CEO time and let my brain get to work on it, right? So if you're listening right now, you're saying on your breath, like, well, yeah, Rick, that's a great concept, but I don't have the time in my schedule to block off to think about it. So first of all, I don't want to quickly skim over that, you know, like if come up with something that you want to think more about And again, it might be within the optimized sales and marketing pillar of your business, meaning like, all right, you know, how do I get more people? How do I get more subscribers to my podcast? Or how do I get more people to, you know, my webinar or my optimized launch? Or how do I, you know, get, um, I don't know, how do I improve? How do I automate more, more processes in the business or something like that? So you come up, you come to your time with an intention of how you want to use that time. So in this example here, you come in and say, okay, this is the question I want to think about. And you let your brain get to work on it. You've got a notepad or your iPad or whatever it is that you want to take notes on, but you let, your, you let your brain get to work on trying to figure out ways that you can either work on or solve or anything like that regarding that question, regarding that problem, quote unquote, or the opportunity, I think is a better way to put it, that you brought to that time. Okay. And so if you're saying, if you are saying right now, like, look, I don't have time on my calendar to block off time to think, Rick. Well, I'm going to challenge you right now. You don't have time not to have time for this. You don't have time not to have time. Super inception, right? So if you feel like you do not have time in your, in your calendar for, to, to, to have thinking time, to have CEO time, I want to encourage you to do a time audit. When you join my accelerator coaching program, this is one of the first things I have uh, have people do is to audit your time. And basically what that means is three to five business days, like normal business days, I want you to track everything you do in your business 
from the time you start working till the time that you end and how long things took. Okay, I've talked about it on the podcast here before. I'm not going to lie. It's a pain in the butt to do this exercise. However, the insight that you glean from this exercise is amazing, is amazing. Because oftentimes things take longer than we expect them to. Or you're like, holy cow, I just went down an Instagram rabbit hole for 20 minutes. Or holy cow, 90 minutes have gone by and I've been on Clubhouse the whole time and I'm just hanging out, <laughs> right? Or, you know, we all have our time wasters, right? So for, for me, it's like ESPN and TSN because I'm a hockey freak. And that's, you know, so I spend time, I go there, right? And so I'm not saying don't have time wasters. I'm not saying give yourself an opportunity to, to do those things. My point is, is to track what we are doing in our business and how long things are taking. Okay, because that is going to shine light on the types of things where you should not be spending your time on. What are the things that you need to stop doing? What are the things that you could be delegating to other people? Or what are the things that are more important that maybe you are doing, but you're maybe not spending enough time on because your time is being taken up by these other things? And that's really what we're talking about here. If you don't have time to put on your calendar for that CEO time, then there's areas in your calendar, your areas in your scheduling that you can improve. But, and that starts with a time audit. And if you've never done one, I recommend starting it, you know, depending on when you listen to this, start it immediately or the next day. It is a game changer for your business. And if you've, if you've already done one, I recommend doing it like once a quarter at least to give you additional insight into where your time is going. Okay. So let me quickly recap here the three tips to becoming a better leader that I've just shared with you. Number one, get clear on your mission, your, veg- your, vision, your vision, and your values, and communicate them regularly to your team. Focus on communicating results and ownership of those results to your team, and in the process, become a results-based business rather than a task-based business, right? And as the CEO, you're leading by example. Number two, be a human. Treat your team members like the human beings that they are. Make it a priority to find out what's important to them, both in your business and on a personal level. Take interest in them as a person. You get to put yourself in their shoes when you do that, right? To try to understand what's going on. And then number three, set aside time, set aside CEO time so that you can be doing thinking on your business, thinking about your business, thinking about areas for improvement within one of the three optimized CEO key pillars, optimized mindset, sales and marketing, or systems and processes. Or if you know what you already need to do as a CEO activity, then you can schedule it during this time because now you're being intentional with how you're spending your time as the CEO of your business. Okay. If You'd like to apply for my accelerator coaching program. I have a, there are a limited number of spots open in the program. And if you're an online expert, i.e. you're a course creator, you're an online educator, you're an online coach, and you're already averaging at least 5K per month in your online business, but you're now spinning your wheels, you're overwhelmed, and you're really not sure what next steps that you need to be taking in order to grow your business even more than what you already have without working longer and harder. If you want to have a bigger impact in your business, which results in more revenue, right? But you're not exactly sure how to achieve that 
without simply working harder and longer, then my accelerator coaching program may be exactly what you need to get you unstuck and optimizing your business towards seven figures. Okay. This is application only. As I mentioned, we have a limited number of spots. Okay. And I want to invite you to apply if you think this is something that will be helpful for you. Just go to rickmulready.com forward slash accelerator. rickmulready.com forward slash accelerator. All right, my friend, as always, thank you so much for tuning in today. Please leave a rating and review for the show if you've not already over on Apple Podcasts. It's a huge help to the show and it's a great way to support the podcast here. It means the world. I read all the comments uh, and see all the ratings. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, please do that. And you got a great episode coming your way in the next episode here on the show. So until then, my friend, be well. I'll talk to you soon. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators' ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads. Click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link, and you can go download it right now for free.